Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, which today will include the legendary Brett Favre, an hour from now, on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. I'm live at the South Street Seaport Studios in Lower Manhattan today. Favre coming up. Football last night, Tuesday night football game. Two baseball games, which include one player who's becoming difficult to watch, and I'll explain why as we go. And then, of course, everyone wants to hear me rant and rave about the New York Jets and the latest embarrassment in in their franchise involving Le'Veon Bell. I certainly will do that. If you want to see what I had to say about it on Get Up today, I kept it short and sweet, but it's on my Instagram page right now, at ESPN Greeny. If you're not with me on Instagram, you should be. I post a bunch of stuff from here as often as I can. So at ESPN Greeny, if you would like to see that on Instagram and that's what, to see what I had to say about Levy on, on Get Up This Morning. I'll do that a little bit later in this show as well. But let's, let's give credit where it's due. Let's start with what I think is, really in its own way, one of the genuinely great NFL performances, not just of this year, but of recent memory. The Tennessee Titans did not play a game in 16 days. During those 16 days, they were only able to practice three times, I guess if you don't include the one that was not sanctioned. They had three official practices. They had to do a lot of stuff on Zoom. They had just an, an, an extraordinary number of positive tests. I lost count at 24 of positive tests. You never knew who was and who wasn't eligible, who was and who wasn't available. All around they were. They're going up again last night against a Buffalo team that has become the darling of the NFL, one of the powerhouses, people are saying, not me, but others were saying, in the AFC. And out there goes Tennessee last night, and they put a smackdown on the Buffalo Bills. The Titans are good. And that guy, Mike Vrabel, is as good a coach as there is in the NFL. And I think that what he proves... To all teams out there, i.e. the New York Jets, who will be looking for a head coach next year, is don't go find a brilliant offensive mind. Don't go find someone whose X's and O's have impressed people. Go find a leader. Mike Vrabel, I don't know if he knows an X from an O. He may. I have no idea. But I've known Vrabel for 15 years. Used to come on Mike and Mike all the time. Did a Super Bowl diary for us one year. Came on every day during the week of a Super Bowl one of those years when he was catching touchdowns and playing linebacker. For New England, what Mike Vrabel is, is a leader. And those players play for him and they follow him. And he has set a tone and a culture in Tennessee. And since Ryan Tannehill became their quarterback, they're 11-3. and And they went to the AFC Championship game last year. And don't look now, but they could do it again this year. Tannehill, once he got away from Adam Gase, which is the best thing that can happen to any NFL player, has become a genuinely good quarterback. I don't know if he's great, but he's more than good enough to win with. Derrick Henry, look, what Henry did last night to Josh Norman is <laughs> it's 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 it was embarrassing and it was it was extraordinary and Henry is phenomenal. And they've got some pieces. AJ Brown came back healthy. They have a pretty good defense. Obviously they run it. John who Brown, the tight end, catches some balls. We're just <laughs> you know, our show is on TV every single day as well here on ESPN News. And Jenny just ran <laughs> that hit. I'm sorry to laugh. It's sort of a nervous laugh. But the straight arm from Derrick Henry on Josh Norman, call it whatever you want to call it, getting thrown out the club or getting dunked on or whatever expression is used for that, it, it, is, it is one of the most amazing plays that you will see in the NFL this year. I can't take my eye off it. But one way or another, the Titans are really good. And Ryan Clark on Get Up This Morning, who never has acknowledged them at all, finally said, 
I've been wrong. We got to stop treating the Titans like they aren't doing what they're doing. Like they aren't putting the film out that says we're 11 and three with Ryan Tannehill as a starter. We were two and one in the playoffs and made it to the AFC championship. This team was six for six in the red zone last night. And that's not just kicking field goals. They were six for six with touchdowns. And that's amazing to do. That's amazing efficiency. And Mike Vrabel has this team playing in a way that works for them. They're going to be physical in the run game. The quarterback's going to make great decisions with both his arms and his legs, and they're going to play tough, physical defense. You have to love what they're doing. You have to say to yourself, you know what, no matter how it looks, this team is a contender in the AFC, and all they do is continue to win. So I will say this. It has become very fashionable to hand out the Coach of the Year awards this early. Everyone is talking about great coaching jobs here, there, and everywhere, and there have been plenty. But if you overlook Mike Vrabel for that award right now, I think you make a mistake. And that team is good. And that was one of the better performances, all things considered, that we've seen in the NFL, not just this year, but maybe longer than that. So the Titans are really good. The next thing I will tell you is every once in a while, the green man gets one right. And I told you two weeks ago, people are jumping the gun on the Bills. The Bills did a lot of what they did playing bad opponents. They've racked up a lot of big numbers against bad teams. The Jets at the beginning of the season. The Dolphins at the beginning of the season. They should have lost to the Rams. They opened a big lead and gave it all back, and they got lucky on a terrible call. And last night they got worked by a team in, in crazy circumstances. And, and I told you this a couple of weeks ago. The schedule gets brutal for them here. It does not get easier. They get the Chiefs on a short week this week. They go Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. So they have a, a collection of or a connection of short weeks. They get the Chiefs this coming Monday. Then they get the Jets. That's the equivalent of a bye. But then they get the Patriots, and then they get Seattle. So as I told you, by the end of October, New England will be in first place in the AFC East, and that's who's going to win that division. If New England didn't have all those players opt out on defense, I would be picking them right now to go to the Super Bowl. But New England is going to wind up winning that division. The Bills are very good. Josh Allen, very good. Defense is good. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying I think that the gun has been jumped just a tad on the Bills. I know I'm going to hear it from hashtag Bills Mafia. What can I tell you? I got to call it like I see it, and that's the way I see it. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. I'll tell you one more thing about New England. You watch them sign Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell officially becomes a free agent today, 4 o'clock Eastern time. So just about four hours from when we're having this conversation now. They released him yesterday, but it, for, for the way the league works, the machinations of it, he becomes an unrestricted free agent at 4 o'clock Eastern time today. At 4.01, you just watch Bill Belichick be on the phone with him. This is a Patriots special. Get him. He, no one buys low better than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has Cam Newton on that team for a song, and he will get Le'Veon Bell for even less. You can sign him for the veteran minimum because the Jets have to pay his salary for the rest of the year. And so you can, whatever whatever he gets paid, the offset language, whatever it is, they can get him for basically nothing. And if you think Le'Veon Bell is done, I got news for you. Le'Veon Bell went into the black hole that they should rename that. It's the green hole. He wound up on the Jets, and that was his undoing. I'm not suggesting that he is the same player he was three years ago when he was the most productive running back in NFL history, but he can still play. Don't let having played for the Jets fool you. 
no one would have looked good in the circumstances he's been in. Le'Veon Bell will make a difference somewhere. Mike Tannenbaum immediately brought up Chicago on Get Up this morning. Bears, of course, have the injury to Tariq Cohen. That's another one that makes all the sense in the world. I believe Le'Veon Bell will help a team. I I think Le'Veon Bell has a lot more left than would be evidenced by what has happened over the last, whatever it is, he didn't play all 21 of those games. However many games it has been that he has been on the Jets. He can still play. So I'm telling you right now, if you're a fan of the Bears, and you, and you hear later today, you see come scrolling across your screen, Adam Schefter is reporting that Le'Veon Bell is signing in Chicago. You should be thrilled. If you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie later this afternoon, they're talking about Le'Veon Bell coming into that backfield in Chicago. You should be thrilled. If that happens in New England, I'm telling you right now, you should be thrilled. And maybe Pittsburgh. I asked Ryan Clark. I said, this. I, I didn't get to this on the air this morning. I regret this, but we were talking before the show, and I asked Ryan... Were the bridges in Pittsburgh burned so badly that they can't bring him back? And he didn't think they were. That was all about money, and the Steelers are all about business. And Mike Tomlin, no one has looked better when you take a look at the totality of circumstances in recent years than Mike Tomlin. He is a great coach. Great coach. And if you don't think they could figure out a way, well, they already know how to use Le'Veon Bell. And Ben Roethlisberger knows how to use Le'Veon Bell. You put Bell on that team, the one-two punch with him and James Conner, and now you got the, the new receiver, Chase Claypool, to go along with Juju. Maybe Claypool is actually the one and Juju was the two by the time it's all said and done. I told you before the year, the Steelers are going to win that division. They're going to beat Cleveland this weekend. And if they sign Le'Veon Bell, they'll be right there with anybody. So I think the Bell signing, when it happens, is a big deal. People will poo-poo that because he has been so unproductive, non-productive as a Jet. Don't let that fool you. He is going to go someplace and make a difference. Greeny with you. A little later in the show, we'll be hearing from you, and you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. Don't call now. We'll get to those a little bit later. I don't want you to sit on hold too long. But ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It is official. College football is back. And so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. All right, moving on to some other stuff that I wanted to get to. I actually had this in for yesterday and didn't wind up getting there. But I think that Matt Ryan becomes a really interesting person in the NFL right now. The Falcons are hopelessly out of it. They're 0-5. After the heartbreak of their loss of two weeks ago, I really thought they would come out uh, this past Sunday and play great. And they did quite the opposite of that. To lose as badly as they did to a team that I don't think is a great team that did in their coach and their general manager and now the owner, Arthur Blank, from Stuyvesant High School, which is where I went to high school, um, says that he is non-committal about Matt Ryan's future. And I understand it. You're starting from scratch and maybe you don't start from scratch with a quarterback who will be 36 years old next year. But much as I believe Le'Veon Bell still has something to give, I think Matt Ryan still has something to give. And there are two places that make a lot of sense. The first one I identified was Indianapolis. I believe the Colts are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. I brought this up on TV and here on radio yesterday. Keyshawn Johnson doesn't see it that way. Keyshawn on KJZ this morning saying he doesn't see Matty Ice at Indy. He thinks they already have the right quarterback on their roster. Unlike Jacoby Brissett. I don't understand why they moved on from Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he was playing well last year. 
You, it's just this quick hook situation with him that they went out and paid all this money to Phillip Rivers, and they're in the same position they was in with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. So you ready to double down and go get Matt Ryan instead of going back to Brissett? I would go back to Jacoby before I would go out and try to get a Matt Ryan. You know, I don't disagree with Keith. I, I actually, I'm a Jacoby Brissett fan. And last year, before he got hurt the first time, he was playing really well. And they were a surprise. They were a sneaky good team. Now they're not sneaky. They're just good. And the quarterback is holding them back. It's just inescapable, and it's unfortunate. But Father Time gets them all, and he has gotten Phillip Rivers. So they need to do something there. Ultimately, they will give the ball to Brissett. Coach Frank Reich has said he's nowhere near taking the ball away from Phillip Rivers. And that's what you say. A, when you're the coach, and B, in particular, when you're Reich, because you know exactly what that's all about, because he was a quarterback. In fact, he was a backup quarterback, a really good one. So he knows that psychological game. But anyone watching them sees the reality of it. Phillip Rivers is not going to be the quarterback of that team all year. And they can't trade for Matt Ryan. I tried to bring this up the other day, and Graziano just said, well, if you can add $20 million to their cap, then that sounds good. Outside of that, it's not going to happen. So he won't be there this year. Where will Ryan be next year? That is an interesting question. Ryan will become, assuming the Falcons do move on, if the Falcons have as bad a year as they are right now headed towards, maybe they wind up in the Trevor Lawrence conversation. Maybe they wind up in a a Justin Fields conversation. There's a quarterback named Trey Lance from a small school that, that people are very high on, go someplace in the top 10 or 12 picks. Or they make some other move at quarterback for somebody else. It's just live in a world where Matt Ryan is not going to be the quarterback in Atlanta next year. Where could he be? Dominique Foxworth had a very interesting suggestion on Get Up This Morning. Yes, it's his last season, and next year will be his first season in San Francisco. Obviously, he has a relationship with Kyle Shanahan. That was Matt Ryan's best uh, season in his career back when he was an MVP. And the uh, the, um, 49ers are not committed to Garoppolo going forward. There's just about $2.8 million worth of dead money on his contract next year. I think that we could see Matt Ryan out west and the Falcons trying to rebuild around the draft picks that they get for that trade. I really liked that one. And Graziano actually gave it his blessing. I'll give you a little insight into this. So Dominique Foxworth is saying that. He, all, almost all of my analysts right now are on, you know, on Zoom and, and, and different um, platforms. Not in the room is the point I'm making. And Graziano is the one who's in my studio, and I can see him out of the corner of my eye. And whenever there's something like that, I can see he either nods or he goes, he shakes his head. And he means that to give me an indication that, yes, the money would work or no, the money would not work. So when I suggested Matt Ryan to the Colts in a trade this year before the deadline, Graziano gave me a very definitive, that can't happen. Matt Ryan is the quarterback next year replacing Jimmy G in San Francisco. Graziano gave me a vigorous nodding of the head. That one makes sense, money-wise, and I think in a lot of other ways. Are they ready to move on from Jimmy G in San Francisco? Be interesting to see. He hasn't been able to stay healthy there. This season is by no means over. They're two and three. They could still make a run to the playoffs, but they've had terrible injuries and maybe a little bit of Super Bowl hangover. Will they be ready to move on from Jimmy G? They said they weren't after the Super Bowl last year, but I've never fully believed that. I think if they could have gotten Tom Brady last year, they would. Now it's a big difference between Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, but Ryan, at his age, is He's a, a quarterback who has, has been an MVP. He has led a team to a Super Bowl. For what it's worth, he had a 28-3 to lead in that Super Bowl. 
you can certainly win with Matt Ryan. And he's had great success with that coach, with Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when Ryan won the MVP. So I think that one makes a lot of sense, and it bears watching. But I do agree. I think this will be Matt Ryan's last year in Atlanta, their choice and his, sort of an agreement that will work out well for both of them. Give Ryan a chance to go try and win a championship before his career is done. He's been a great player for a long time. He's made a tremendous amount of money. Money is never going to be an issue for him. He's a great guy with a beautiful family. I like Matt Ryan a lot. All that's really missing is to take one more shot at winning a Super Bowl. Maybe he'll get a chance. Actually, you know who his best friend is in football? His best friend is Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford. And those two guys, their careers remind me a little bit of each other. They've both put up huge numbers and not really done a lot of winning. Ryan, of course, did have that one year that they went to the Super Bowl. But by and large, he's not one huge, and certainly Stafford in Detroit is not one huge. And he doesn't seem to have any desire to leave there. Every time it comes up, Dan Orlovsky, who was his backup and is a very close friend of his, tells me Stafford doesn't want to leave there. He wants to finish his career in Detroit. God bless him. If that's what he wants to do, who am I to tell him he shouldn't? But I would like to see him get a chance. Those are two quarterbacks I would like to see in different places next year to give them the best chance of trying to win somewhere. You put Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford next year in, I'm just making up some possibilities now, Indianapolis, San Francisco, there are others. Maybe Chicago. Let's see what happens with Nick Foles over the course of this year. There are other places. Those are two guys to watch. Again, I don't have information that tells me Stafford is leaving, but at some point, just makes sense. I believe there'll be a coaching change there. They'll start all over again. Does it make sense to start all over with Stafford? We'll see. I believe Stafford has plenty left, and I believe Matt Ryan has plenty left. See if either one of them wind up in a different place next year. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Again, Brett Favre with me in 43 minutes, right off the top of the second hour of our show today, on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. One other thing I wanted to mention here. If you are watching the American League Championship Series, you are seeing something that happens every once in a while in baseball that is tough to watch. Now, I am the last thing in the world from an Astros apologist. And for them, if they get swept out of the playoffs here, I don't think anyone is going to feel bad for them. They won a World Series by cheating, and they absolutely deserve all of the scorn that they have received. Jose Altuve right in the middle of all of it. But I will say that to watch Altuve lose the ability to throw the baseball, which happens to baseball players and, and frequently to second basemen every once in a while, it, that part of it is tough to watch. And the psychological component of it fascinates me. If you listen to me, you know I am fascinated by the psychological aspect of sports. And this is just in his head now. Jose Altuve throwing a baseball from his position at second base over to first or over to second to turn a double player, whatever it is, is something he has done in his life literally thousands of times and given no thought to it. And all of a sudden, he's just lost the ability to do it. They played 60 games this year. He did not make a single throwing error. He has made four in the playoffs. And we have seen this happen in baseball over the course of time. This very famously happened with Steve Sachs, who was the second baseman. It happened with Chuck Knobloch, who was the second baseman. It happened with a pitcher named Steve Blass, who just lost the ability to throw the ball. It happened to a catcher named Mackie Sasser, who lost the ability to throw the ball back to the pitcher. How does that happen? I don't know that anyone can explain it. And obviously, if they could fix it, they would in the blink of an eye. It's killing his team. They've given up, I want to say, eight unearned runs in the last two games because of Altuve's throws. So it's brutal to watch. And I don't wish that on anyone. That's his whole life. That's his livelihood. And, and, and it's, 
that has to be excruciating for him. So, again, I don't feel sorry for the Astros. But that's tough to watch. Watching a baseball player just... Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Here's the question that Bubba asks me from time to time. And in this edition of Who You Got, Bubba is going to ask me to make a choice that is the last one in the world I want to make. Hashtag Bubba, how are we doing today? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm, I am fine, and I am ready for your first probing query. All right, let's start, because Who You Got is brought to you by Granger. We'll start in the NFL. The Dolphins, they may be 2-3 and three compared to the 1-4 and four Chargers, but did Miami make a mistake going with Tua over Justin Herbert, or was Tua the right call here? Who You Got? Absolutely no mistake. They made the right call. The idea that somehow we've decided Tua was the wrong player to choose based on him having not played one snap when we all knew the smartest thing was for him not to play this season at all, I think takes me by surprise. The only thing I'm surprised about is people are talking about it. Now, has Herbert been better than expected? Yes, he has. He's also on a really good team. The Chargers have a lot of good players. Their quarterback was holding them back last year. Now Herbert goes in there and he's done well. But if you were to redo that draft and the Chargers had the fifth pick and the Dolphins had the sixth, don't let them lie to you. They would have taken two or two. Don't forget that Tua, people were talking about him as a generational talent, that he is the one who's magic with the ball in his hands. The fact that he hasn't gotten on the field yet doesn't mean he isn't a great player. By no means can we say at this point that the Dolphins made the wrong choice. Hashtag Bubba with who you got. What's next? We're through five weeks of the NFL season, so who you got for NFL Coach of the Year? See, that's a good one because there's so many that I like. I'm, I'm going to go with... Here, here's the beauty of me, hashtag Bubba, and you've worked with me for a long time. No one blows with the wind better than I do. Today, it's Mike Vrabel. Today, Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year because that team plays in his image, because he is a leader of men, and because over the course of 16 days and all kinds of controversy and people across the country suggesting that they hadn't followed protocols and everything else and doing most of their meetings on Zoom and only having three practices in 16 days, they went out and kicked the behinds of everybody's darling, the Buffalo Bills. So today, Bubba, the answer is Mike Vrabel. Okay, yeah, because I'm pretty sure if we did this yesterday, I think I might have got a different answer. That's correct. But hey. And ask me tomorrow, and I'll give you a different answer then, too. That's the beauty of hashtag greening. But hey, we're doing it Wednesday, and that's the answer. If both the Giants 
and Jets finish 0-16, either, neither, or both would draft Trevor Lawrence. Who well, you got? There's no way both would. <laughs> right? You mean, you mean would, either team, would either team pass on him? The, the both is not really an option, right? Both teams can't take the same player. Right. I'm just saying hypothetically. Oh, would either or both. So they, here's yeah. what's going to happen. It would be just like the Jets. I follow this one thing on Twitter. I forget. Spot Rack. I forget, I forget what the, the at is. But whatever the, the, the Twitter account is, it posted the other day, those guys posted, that if the Jets and Giants both went 0-16, the Giants would get the first pick and the Jets would get second. My buddy Brandon, a stage manager for Get Up, is in here with me this morning. He's a crazy Jet fan like I am. It would be just like the Jets to go 0-16 and not get the first pick in the draft. That said... The Jets obviously drafted Sam Darnold three years ago and the Giants drafted Daniel Jones two years ago. And I do not think that by any means either team should give up on those players. But if you're asking me, would they? I think the answer is yes. I believe if the Jets get the first pick in the draft, they will take Trevor Lawrence. I believe if the Giants get the first pick in the draft, they will take Trevor Lawrence. Hashtag Greeny and hashtag Bubba. Doing who you got. What's next? All right. As we open the show with the Jets released Le'Veon Bell last night. So who's most to blame after a disappointing season and a half in New York? Bell, Gase, the GM, someone else? Who you got? The someone else ultimately is the right answer. The person who is to blame for everything going on with the Jets is the person at the top. And his name is Christopher Johnson. He is the brother of Woody Johnson who bought the Jets 20 years ago and is now the ambassador to the United Kingdom, so he left his brother in charge. And, and I'll just say it this way. If Christopher Johnson were the CEO of a publicly traded company, the board of directors would have him removed with cause immediately. You can't screw things up worse than they have over the last two years. And so ultimately, he is to blame. Now, if you want to go to the more immediate of it, then I definitely blame Gase. Gase never wanted him, and he wanted to make a point of the fact that he didn't want him, and he never found a creative way to use him. Le'Veon Bell is, was, when the Jets acquired him, the most productive back ever. He had numbers that suggested he was both a Hall of Fame runner and receiver. And Adam Gaze never wanted to find a way to use him and thus never did. So in the little picture, I blame the coach. But in the big picture, it's really about the owner. Hashtag Bubba, what's next? All right, to the NBA, who are the biggest challengers to LeBron, AD, and the Lakers next year? The Nets, the Clippers, or the field? Who you got? I'll, I'll do you one better. I will go more specific than the field. Okay. I believe the biggest challenges to the Lakers next year are the Golden State Warriors. I think they're one great move away from being the second best team, maybe the best team in the NBA. Now, in a playoff series, I will take LeBron and AD over anyone, over the two guys in Brooklyn, the two guys in LA, the two guys in Dallas, the two guys anywhere. The Warriors, with Steph and Clay and Draymond, they have Wiggins and they have the second pick in the draft. I believe that they will move the second pick in the draft. Let's see what they bring back. I think they're one move away from being probably the best regular season team in the NBA. And I think the biggest challenge to the Lakers. Now, in a playoff series, LeBron and AD, I still think, are the best duo and would beat them. I will, I will favor the Lakers almost no matter what else could possibly happen. But I believe the biggest threat to them next year, if they make the one right move, I think they will, is the Golden State Warriors. Bubba. All right. Um, I'm not sure where this question came from. Your wife on Twitter, at Stacey GSG, says Michael Jordan is the GOAT, but your son, Stevie, says LeBron is the GOAT. So, tough one, I know. 
Stacy or Stevie, who you got? So first of all, when you say, I'm not sure where this question came from, you send me the questions. You say that as though I put that question in there. I mean, I just, I don't know where this came from. I just, Well, what does that even mean? Who's writing these questions if you're not? That's confidential. The email comes from you. Yeah, well. From at hashtag Bubba. The answer, this is This is all behind the scenes stuff. You shouldn't be giving that away. I don't want to choose between my wife and my son, and I will not, but. You have to. It's who you got. Well, it's Michael Jordan. So in this case, Stace is right and Steven is wrong. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that ever lived. You know, I have a piece that I'm doing this week. It's actually interesting. You know what? This is a good segment. I, let's, let's bookmark this thought. And, and I will explain why there's a game in the NFL on Sunday that reminds me very much of this conversation. Because the goat and the boat are going head to head. But for the purposes of this feature, who you got, I've definitely got Stacy's pick because I've definitely got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the best player that ever lived. Hashtag Bubba. That's who you got. All right. I'll let your son know who you got is brought to you by <laughs> Granger. Granger helps your business move forward with supplies and solutions for every industry, safety, recovery guys, 24 seven support and more. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. He cracks me up. He sends me the questions and then he says, where'd the questions come from? I mean, I don't know. It just, it just appear. <laughs> it just appear. All right, coming up next, I, I do want to pick up on that thought. The goat versus the boat is an interesting one, and it applies to Michael Jordan as well. We will do that, and uh, I will tell you why the biggest game of the year is now just a few days away. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, did you miss any of Greeny today? Bill Belichick has Cam Newton on that team for a song, and he will get Le'Veon Bell for even less. Don't worry. Check out the podcast. 
Available wherever you get your podcast. So, yeah, we put the podcast up every single day. Bubba does a nice job with that. He sends me a little note, says posted every single day, and I give him back a little heart. Bubba and I have that now. We have that. I know you look forward to that every day, hashtag Bubba. I heart your little, your little text to me that says posted. But I will tell you this very quickly. So when, back in the, the Mike and Mike days, podcasting wasn't nearly as big a deal as it is now. And I, I don't know that we had a podcast every single day. Or if we did, I know I didn't listen to it all the time. Um, back in my earliest days of radio, so all the way back in Chicago in the 90s and then into the earliest days of Mike and Mike, I would every once in a while get someone to give me a tape, like a cassette. This is how long ago we're talking about. So I would listen to some of the stuff on the show and get a feel for how it sounded and all of that. Now it's so easy. I listen to this thing every day, and it it is both a blessing and a curse because um, all I hear are the things I wish I had said differently. That's all I hear. All I hear are the things I wish I had done better. So I tell myself, stop listening to this, but then I can't stop because it is interesting. We talk about interesting things here. I'm interested in the things we're talking about, hence the name being of the show being hashtag greedy. So anyway, that was a long way of saying that if you listen to the show, please try not to listen to it as critically as I do. <laughs> if you listen to my show uh, and you can hear the podcast anytime you want, every single day, both hours, anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I just wrote a piece yesterday for TV called The Boat versus The Goat. And it is because the Green Bay Packers play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. We all know who the goat is. Tom Brady's credentials as the goat are in stone. Nothing touches that. Brady is the goat. He's the greatest of all time. But I believe Aaron Rodgers is the boat, the best of all time. And I have a bunch of statistics that sort of back that up. But that's really less about statistics than it is about just what you see. Like, you don't need a bunch of stats to tell you. You don't need to know the accomplishments to know how good Aaron Rodgers is. You don't need me to tell you that right now through four games, Aaron Rodgers has the best QBR of any player through four games in history because you're watching it. You see it. GOAT is something that needs to be quantified. These are the numbers. Brady has won six Super Bowls. He's the all-time leader in this and that. That's the GOAT stuff. The BOAT stuff, It just that's a story that tells itself. And this came up, for those of you just joining me here, because Bubba was asking me a question about LeBron versus Michael. And the reason that one is so complicated is because with LeBron versus Michael, it really is more boat than goat. The goat, if you will, the greatest, the people, the people who have accomplished the most in basketball are actually Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won as many championships as either of the other two guys that we're talking about, and the number of he has the same MVPs, and he um, is the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. And by the way, he won three championships in college, and he's universally considered the greatest high school player that ever lived. So he's the boat, and Bill Russell, all he did was win 11 championships. Those guys are the, the goat. They, they, they've accomplished the most. You need the numbers. Here are the numbers. You could put Will Chamberlain in that discussion, Oscar Robertson. What Michael and LeBron are really fighting over is the boat. You just watch them and you say, who is the best? Who is better? It's really more the eye test than anything else. Throwing a bunch of numbers out there don't really mean a whole lot. Michael's got six. LeBron has four. If LeBron had six and Michael had four, I'm telling you right now, I would still take Michael. Just having watched him. And if you're my age, I can't believe anyone my age doesn't think that. 
I totally respect younger people like my son, Stephen, who Baba just brought up, and anyone else who's not old enough to have watched Jordan. Maybe you watched The Last Dance and you said to yourself, boy, that guy really was good, but I'm still going with my guy. Because you, 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 listen, my father would say the same things to me. My father would always say to me, Michael, if you don't include Oscar Robertson in this conversation, you don't know what you're talking about. But I didn't see Oscar Robertson. So all I'm doing are looking at numbers with him. If you watched Michael Jordan play, that's what I'd like to do. We're going to take calls at some point, Bubba. Not sure exactly when, but we're going to do it. Don't have time to do it today because Brett Favre is coming up in 10 minutes. But we're going to take calls. I want to hear from people old enough to have watched Michael Jordan's career who believe LeBron James is a better player. This is not a knock on LeBron. LeBron is unbelievable. And he's in both the GOAT and the BOAT discussion. And I told you yesterday, he's on my Mount Rushmore. I picked the four greatest players of all time. He's one of them. But I want to hear from people my age who watched all of Michael Jordan's career and would just look you in the eye and say, LeBron James is a better player. I'd like to hear that. I'm open to it. It's a conversation I would like to have. So we'll do that at some point maybe later in the week. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Quickly, before Brett Favre joins me, which he will do in nine minutes, um, I wanted to mention the game of the year is this weekend. You know, it's such a weird college football season. And for people like me, I went to school in the Big Ten. The Big Ten is my conference. I I watch Big Ten football sort of as my default. I I watch the big Big Ten games every weekend. You know, we haven't been playing in the Big Ten. We start up not this weekend, but next weekend, which I'm really excited about and looking forward to. And the year has been so unusual. We had Clemson-Miami last week. That was a good game. There have been some good games. But this Saturday, we get Alabama-Georgia. And that's got, it's really hard to figure out exactly what that one is going to mean. Because if you think about it, with the limited schedules everyone is playing and the, the real possibility that someone will go unbeaten in the Big Ten and someone might go unbeaten in the Pac-12, and we all know that Clemson is going to go unbeaten in the ACC, Alabama and Georgia could easily be the two best teams in the country and only one of them winds up getting in. I think that's a, I'm trying to think whether I think that is more likely or less likely during this unusual season than it would normally be. And my inclination is to say it's more likely. It's more likely that each conference only gets one team than it is that any conference could get two. Like when Alabama and Georgia both got in a couple of years ago and they wound up playing in the national championship game. And a lot of people complained, and oh, by the way, it's one of the greatest games of all time. So I have no issue with it. I'm not sitting here telling you I don't want them both in the, in the Final Four. If, if they are two, two of the four best teams, they should be there, I think. But I think the way the setup is going to be this year, it's less likely. And I'm fascinated by this game because it really is the irresistible force and the immovable object. Nick Saban has gone all the way into pro football, well, modern football, college football 2020. He's wide receiver you all of a sudden. And they're, they're in this to play offense. And Georgia is sort of the last one standing saying, we're going to do this with defense. So it is the offense against the defense. It is the classic matchup. It has everything in the world on the line. There's your first game of the century of the 2020 college football season coming your way this weekend. All right, the great Brett Favre joins me next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN.
Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.